Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido, sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Of winning a thousand Ghana cities weekly and other amazing prizes. Our merchants are not left out. Receive payment and win. There are lots and lots of exciting prizes to be won. So download the Momo app, transact with Momo Pay, and get rewarded this Momo season. TNCs apply. MTN. Hello, good afternoon and welcome to the Midday News. The news is live on Joy 99.7 FM here in Accra and Kumasi. We are on Love 99.5 FM affiliates across Ghana's 16 regions. We are on A1 Radio and Dreams FM in Bogatanga, Gangai FM in Jirapa, ATL and Castle FM in Cape Coast. We are on Volta Premier in Ho and KTU Radio in Kofordia. We are live on Twitter Spaces. We are on Facebook. We are on myjournaline.com. The Midday News is proudly sponsored by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrosol. Your clean flow in full quantity. Petrosol is always a delightful experience. This afternoon, Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association rejects Parliament Mines and Energy Committee's report on Gensa gas supply deal, insisting it has dire consequences for the country if the agreement is allowed to pass in its current form. There are dire consequences for the nation Ghana. Ordinary Ghanaians are going to pay for these decisions that the Parliamentary Select Committee are trying to bring or enforce. 
we'll get to hear from the minority, which is dissociating itself from the report, indicating that it is not a true reflection of their views. Please don't associate us with that report. It does not reflect the value for money and that there are huge losses to the state. So this attempt to box us together is most unfortunate. We have details of that. Also, this afternoon, Lands Commission rejects most corrupt public institution label by the United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime. Details from the study which focused on corruption among public officials in Ghana. A lot of these things that are going on don't directly involve our staff. They involve people who have made it their business facilitating sale or purchase of land. Management of the Lands Commission would tell us more about what they're doing to change the narrative. Also, defunct gold dealership firm Men's Gold opens a one-month verification window for its aggrieved customers to state their claim, warning they will not entertain any demand for payment after October 16. Please, if you think you have a genuine claim and you, you really, really, really want to get paid, kindly exhaust this last fees. After one month is done and we wouldn't, um, the, wooden, the window would be closed. Well, we get to hear from the aggrieved customers which are casting doubt on the exercise, insisting this is not the first time they've been asked to verify their claims. We did a nationwide verification, which was very stressful. So after that verification, we tried to engage number one. And up to now, it's getting to three years. There wasn't any answer. But we know that government is still holding on to the assets of men's gold. So where exactly is the company sourcing the money to pay its investors? I don't think I need to tell you you know, whose funds was it? You know, it could be from my grandmother's cocoa, proceeds from my grandmother's cocoa farm. We have sports. It's measured expectations for Tip Ghana as sprint duo James Dadzi and Joseph Paul Amwa finalized preparations ahead of tomorrow's 200-meter men's heats at the World Athletics Championships. And much later in our maiden edition of our Stories of Hope series, we'll tell you the uplifting story of Johannes and Elijah who escaped abject rural poverty in search of a better life in the city and the undying determination to beat the odds in the face of the biting economic crisis. Okay, I still have the hope of becoming a journalist. I've put down plans to get there. I've been doing some investment. That's and more in this afternoon's edition of the Midday News. I am MFA Apao. Please do stay on for details. This is your home of independent, fearless and credible journalism. Thank you once again for your company and the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association is this afternoon rejecting a report from Parliament's Committee on Mines and Energy on a gas supply agreement between Ghana National Petroleum Corporation and Gensa Energy Ghana Limited. The deal involves provision of 50 million standard cubic feet of raw gas daily to Gensa Energy. The association is concerned that the deal's condition uh, could negatively impact consumers and potentially lead to some losses for Ghana. However, the Parliamentary Select Committee on Mines and Energy has investigated the claims of irregularities by the Africa Centre for Energy Policy, ASEP, and the Imani Centre for Policy and Education and found no evidence of losses in the deal. Before we hear from the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, though, my colleague Samuel Kujobrez of our Energy Desk joins me uh, with details of the findings by Parliament's Committee on Mines and Energy. So, Kujo, what exactly are the key findings from the committee on this Gensa deal? Well, the committee says the GMPC Gensa Energy Gas Transmission Agreement Savings to GMPC is 1.42 uh, uh, 1.462 billion US dollars. 
that if Ghana had borrowed, it would have cost the country the same amount. Okay. And that's why they feel that this is how much savings the country is going to make. They are also saying that reduction in transmission losses by 480 million US dollars. You know the Ameri power plant is to be relocated to Kumasi. Mm -hmm. And this deal covers it. So they are saying that uh, the transmission losses would, uh, 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 the country will be saving some 480 million US dollars. They're also saying that the export of natural gas liquid using Takwadi port would increase the port revenue from cargo fees, port duties, and other services. So they are spreading the revenue. Again, 50 million tons of carbon dioxide reduction per year as the UPO1 and UPO3. These are machines that Gensai is going to be using in reducing flaring and will bring all flared gas to onshore for processing and utilization as well as 0.225 million tons of power generation mm. in Kumasi, saving 40 megawatt power of transmission losses. Now, they are also saying that it will lead to 75% fuel cost reduction by substituting compressed natural gas for diesel Okay. And, and that's something that will also be done. And they, they're also saying that the Gansa Energy, uh, Gensa Energy Ghana Limited client have extended the life of their mines by 10 years since engaging Gensa due to reliable and quality power. So mm -hmm. one of the advantages that the country will be getting. Restructuring of Gensa pipeline network around future industries would enable these industries to develop quickly. And over 40, 400 million US dollars export revenue from NGO, that's uh, natural gas, uh, um, uh, natural gas, and then also liquefied natural gas processing and export per year. Mm -hmm. They're also saying that over 980 million US dollars direct investment in Ghana with same amount of forex invested, and about 250 direct and 950 indirect jobs to be created from the business of Gensa Energy Ghana Limited. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Kujo uh, for giving us details of the findings from the Mines and Energy Committee on this particular Gensa deal. We'll be bringing in Imani shortly, but we can listen to Chairman of the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, Richmond Alamo, explaining why the deal should not be allowed in its current form. The nation, Ghana, we all need to be very careful the their consequences of the decisions that are made today. There are a lot of things that we want improvement on. And we cannot allow our birthright, our primary assets, to be going to a foreign land. So the initial agreement was for them to come and invest and assist. And they abrogated the contract. And you can ask anybody if I can find the date. And if you look at our press release, I think we did the SSA, the Ghana Ghana Gas Staff Association did mention the dates clearly in those um, in the statement. So that was the miscommunication that is going on on. And I think we need to make sure that nobody throws that into anybody's eyes by stating that uh, we, we went to that agreement from the onset. That's the chairman of the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, Richmond Alamo. We can hear from the minority side on the Mines and Energy Committee. And John Jinapo, is, uh, he's the ranking member on the committee and is dissociating himself from the report indicating that the findings do not reflect their views. Let me put on record that that committee's report does not reflect the views of the entire membership of the committee. Immediately, the chairman put out that report. As ranking member who represents the minority side, I issued a counter report. I issued a statement denouncing the report, stating that the report is inaccurate, contains factual inaccuracies, baseless assumptions, and does not reflect what the committee was supposed to do. And so let me put on record that the minority is not part of that committee's report in terms of its findings. We disagree in its entirety with the assumptions and more importantly with the conclusions. 
So that's uh, John Jinapo, ranking member on the Mines and Energy Committee in Parliament. It remains to be seen what exactly all happened because the report stands. But the founding uh, president of Imani Africa, thankfully, Franklin Kujo, uh, joins us on the line with more on this. We do appreciate your time here on the Midday News. So we've been hearing uh, details from this particular report. They maintain that uh, no, uh, you know, findings, they had no evidence of losses in this particular deal when it goes through. We're hearing from the minority also distancing themselves from it, saying that there are factual inaccuracies in this report. You first raise this concern. What then happens with all that we're hearing? Well, thank you very much and good afternoon to yourself and your listeners. First of all, I mean, it is important to acknowledge the fact that the, I mean, the report is not um, a complete representation of the Committee of Parliament. I think that is the number one point which is coming out clearly. I mean, if the reports were that important and indeed factual, I don't think the Mr. Jinapo would be loud in its, it, 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 uh, I mean, in, in, in objecting to the contents of the report. The question really you ask, which is what should be done now, is for that report to be shredded and then go back and the committee should be probably reconsidered and then accept that they made very inaccurate uh, conclusions and that a new report ought to be uh, factually written and presented to the public. You know, my worry essentially is that this is the same committee led by my good friend Atatia that almost approved a $1.1 billion acre deal. At the end of the day, we sold that deal for $1, underline $1. Otherwise, if the if his report, if his committee were were that very, uh, should I say, serious, I don't think we're going to. I mean, <laughs> I don't think we're going to pay so much for that particular deal. And so, for me, I think the jury is out now. Mm. I think the report was one-sided, and it needs to go back to the drawing table so that we have a truly representative report. But maybe one-sided, and you're asking that it ought to be shredded, but um, looking at the details of the report, they maintain that $1.462 billion will actually be saved in spite of the concerns that we are raising. That's also inaccurate, you'd say? Well, madam, I mean, this is the same committee, one-sided, by the way, which is assuming that the transmission losses um, uh, is almost around $480 million. And that would have saved that by relocating the marriage to Kumasi. Unfortunately, what they failed to grasp is that by just investing $70 million in transmission infrastructure, we could have avoided these losses they are talking about, which has led to a hoping almost $1.5 billion payment in subsidies to this Jensa company we are talking about. I mean, this is not a sweeter deal. This is a haste, really. I mean, I don't see how <laughs> sensible this deal is to the country at all. Okay. Which is the reason why the minority has disowned it. We are grateful. We remains to be seen what exactly uh, will happen going forward once Parliament resumes. And that's a uh, founding president of Imani Africa, Franklin Kujo there. And that's not the last we're hearing about this Gensa energy deal. There's more when you log on to myjournalonline.com also. Now, the Lands Commission is taking on the United Nations Office of Drugs and Crime to provide details on its recent survey that named the commission as the most corrupt public institution in Ghana. The data showed the top bribe-taking institutions in the country were the Lands Commission officers collecting the biggest bribes among public officials in Ghana. But the executive secretary of the commission, James Datsun, says the people taking the bribes are not staff of the commission. He spoke to my colleague, Samuel Kujabris. 
we are not defending our staff because we are not angels in that office. All that we want is that if some staff have been involved in these unacceptable practices, let us know because we also have our own sanctions. Every staff in the office is properly identified. And so if somebody is out there soliciting and the person is not a staff and you go and transact with that person, the person takes money from you. Then these um, researchers come and then they interview you. So, oh, I went to Lance and somebody took my money. And this is all about Lance Commission as to who they spoke to, whether the person is an official of the office, whether the person is, uh, is uh, a Goro boy or an estate agent, it is very difficult for us to determine. And we think that they have to take a second look at that, that approach. But I want to say that a lot of these things that are going on don't directly involve our staff. They involve people who have made it their business. They go out there, they are in the chief's uh, uh, premises, facilitating sale or purchase of land, and then they will continue and say, oh, I will take it and go and register it for you. So they are all over the place. But, but if you allow the girl boys to be on your on your compound, someone who doesn't know your staff will come and deal with them. So you cannot exonerate yourself completely from what's happening. Yeah, that, that is true. Even the infrastructure, the office arrangement that we have today, where we have offices scattered all over the place, if it's an office where there's one gate and there's one entrance, it will be easy to deal with the people who are coming there and they have no business coming to our premises anytime. And mind you, it's a public office. James Datsin is the Executive Secretary of the Lands Commission. They're speaking to my colleague Samuel Kojobrace. Now, if you have an investment with defunct gold dealership firm Men's Gold, listen up. You have up until the 16th of September to verify your claims or forever lose your investment. That's the new timelines announced by the Chief Executive of the firm Nana Apia Mensa, also known as Namwan. Thousands, some dead, have resorted to several means to retrieve their monies following the closure of the firm in 2018, but have been unsuccessful speaking to love fm's austin wood and don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a turbo tax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year turbo tax makes them count that means getting 100 back and 100 accurate taxes only from intuit turbo tax must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. GH1 Sewamidi here on Twitter Spaces. Nana Pia Mensa said there will be no payment after the verification. From 14th August to 14th September will be for the verification. On the 14th September, the verification, the portal would close. So we'll commit one full calendar month again, as in from 14th September you know, to the following 14th um, to address all these challenges. Then on the 20th um, October, we'll dish out the first batch of payments and then we'll continue in that mode and manner until the last month is paid. We kindly and then respectfully entreat every customer, every person that believes they have genuine claim to exhaust the DD, the due diligence, this due diligence process. Please, if you think you have a genuine claim and you, you really, really, really want to get paid, kindly exhaust this last fees. Discharge this obligation and leave us to, 
you know, do our part. No, after one month is done, and we wouldn't, um, the, wouldn't, the window would be closed. Yes, it means that your DD didn't check out, your due diligence didn't, you didn't pass due diligence. And if you don't pass due diligence, it's an administrative, you know, um, um, operational tendencies. If you don't pass DD, uh, nothing, nothing, nothing can be upheld or sustained. So we know that Men's Gold was shut down by the Bank of Ghana for operating a deposit-taking scheme without license. Well, the action led to the seizure of assets of Men's Gold. So where exactly is Nana Pia Mensa getting the money to pay his customers? He's been speaking in this three-part series on Twitter Spaces. We are a duly incorporated legal entity, legal person. The mobilization of funds. Which funds are, we, are you referring to? The one you have used to pay the 5,000 people. And okay. the one you are going to use to pay those who will be validated very well, very well, very well, Austin. Yeah, those funds, are they the funds of Men's Good Company Limited? Well, it doesn't necessarily, I don't need to, I, I don't think I need to tell you, you know, whose funds was it. It could be from my grandmother, you know, it could be from my grandmother's cocoa, proceeds from my grandmother's cocoa farm. For me, what is important is that I owe people. And so long as the money is legal and it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't, no, no, any, it doesn't break. You already said that you are different. Do you, do, do, you want, do you want to let me answer? Do you want to let me, do you want an okay. answer or not? Okay, what is important is that we are indebted, right? And the said debt, you know, um, has to be paid or it's being, or, or we, or it's being paid, you know, and where the money is coming from, so long as the funds, the source of the funds does not infringe Okay, on any anti-money laundering, you know, law or regulation, it is fine. Hmm. That's uh, Nana Apia Mensa, number one. But spokesperson for the aggrieved customers, Eric Bafua Mankwa, describes the latest developments as a deception. If you can remember, we did a nationwide verification, which was very stressful. So after that verification, we tried to engage number one, and up to now, it's getting to three years. There wasn't any answer. But before the verification, we had a meeting with me. I was part of it. Namwa was part of it. And he informed us to go for that verification so that we would be eligible for payment. And we did that. But there wasn't any payment. And beside that, after that verification, we tried to knock his door. But severely, he didn't open up. And about a month later, a second company came out called Payboy. And then one told us that if you want your money, go to Payboy, pay certain percentage, arrange with Payboy, and Payboy what? Give out your money. Most customers fall as a victim of that circumstances. We need just inform them not to partake in such Payboy issue. And up to now, those who paid money to Payboy, that company, up to now, their money is not being given. That's a spokesperson for the aggrieved customers of Men's Gold, Eric Bafuamankwa. We know that this particular case against Namwan is in court. Elton, what's the status of this particular case? If I remember that Namwan was arrested together with a wife and then put before court for operating without license and other charges that were leveled against him. Now, the case has suffered 37 adjournments and mostly uh, it came from the Attorney General's Department. So 
that is all there is. The case has not seen any significant movement in terms of even dealing with the, the, the relevant case that is before the court. So it's unclear when this matter will be put back to court. But what we do know is that 37 times they've been to court, 37 times it's been adjourned. Okay. Thank you very much, Elton. Let's stay a while longer in the courts. This time at the circuit court in Accra, they've granted bail to the husband of one of the lactating mothers standing trial in the alleged stolen money uh, belonging to former sanitation and water resources minister Cecilia Abnadapa. He was accused of dishonestly receiving money to buy a house at Kokrobite here in Accra. This follows the conclusion of investigations on him by the state's prosecutors Richard Kojonyako of our legal desk is in court and joins us on the line with details. Let's talk about what transpired in court today, Richard. Well, let me first so seven accused persons, including patients Buche and Sarah J, who have been accused of stealing more than $1 million and other valuables from Madame Cecilia Dapaz's matrimonial home, turned up in court. Significantly, Madame Cecilia Dapaz's lawyer was in court to watch brief for her. Apart from patients Buche and Sarah J, who have been accused of stealing the money, the others have been accused of dishonestly receiving the items. The state told the court they had concluded investigations with respect to ASIC, the husband of one of the lactating mothers who has been accused of dishonestly receiving money from the alleged stolen money from the matrimonial home of the former minister. In fact, his bail is in respect of the completion of investigations regarding his role in these stolen items. The court has thus granted bail to him in the sum of 300,000 Ghana cities with two charities to be justified. And the state asked for two more weeks for them to conclude their investigation. And so the court has adjourned the case to the feet of September to enable the prosecutors to conclude their investigation. And the two lactating mothers, what's the update on their bill conditions they've been met? Well, MFA, the two lactating mothers are still in police custody upon their failure to meet the bill conditions, which is one million Ghana cities with three sureties to be justified. In fact, their lawyers say the bill conditions are so rigid such that satisfying them has been an arduous task for them. And so they are still working around the clock to get them bill. That's my colleague Richard Kujonyaku reporting from the court, taking us on a quick break on the Midday News, live on Love 99.5 FM in Kumasi and here in Accra on Joy 99.7 FM, brought to you by Duraplus Ghana Limited, producers of quality PVC and HDP pipes and water tank. Where Duraplus goes, water flows. Also brought to you by Petrosol, your clean fall in full quantity. Petrosol, always a delightful experience. We've been hearing from the Ghana Gas Senior Staff Association, rejecting Parliament's Mines and Energy Committee report on Jensa gas supply deal insisting it has dire consequences for the country if the agreement is allowed to pass in its current form. We return from the break. We'll be telling our stories of hope and also hear from one of the front runners in the NPP presidential race, Alan Tremantin, calling on delegates of the NPP to listen to the cry of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool for an NPP victory. They are looking for a leader who will help our party to break the eight in 2024 and help NPP to succeed itself in power. are tight and money difficult to come by. You want to be sure you get the best value for your money. These are not times to be spending money fixing expensive engine problems because of cheap fuel and lubricants. Drive to a petrol source station today and buy your quality fuel and lubricants and rest assured of fuel that lasts long and lubricants that prevent expensive engine problems. Hear the sound. <laughs> Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity.
Thanks for staying with us. Time for sports. Danny Cranting. Hi, my father. Let's go straight into the stories. And Ghanaian sprint duo James Dadzi and Joseph Paul Amwa will feature in the 200-meter men's heat at the ongoing World Athletics Championships in Budapest tomorrow. Paul Amwa is up against U.S. champion Aaron Knighton in his heat, while Dadzi has been drawn in a relatively manageable heat. Elom Amenapo is Ghana's sprint coach, and he spoke exclusively to Joy Sports editor Fentu Tahiro. Why you can't say that we can use uh, the 10 days that we have spent to work on somebody's speed. It's about their preparation that they have with their various coaches before coming here. It might be two years to just maintain it and then to polish it so that they don't lose that form that uh, they have from the previous year. Joe look good, uh, ready to hit the track. James is also going to hit the track tomorrow. That's what I said earlier that he has to take the injury off his mind. I know it's something easier said than that. It's something very difficult to do. Having a hamstring injury, you are running and you have your one of your mind on it that it can come at any time. Elom Amenapo is Ghana's sprint coach. Bring that into sports. Back to you, MFA. Thank you, Danny. Now, the economy has been unforgiving, but uh, for Johannes and Elijah, abject rural poverty has made it even more unbearable. But the double blow of an economic crisis and rural life had nothing, um, had done nothing to weaken their resolve to get a better life in the city. In the first in a series of inspirational stories in the midst of a biting economic crisis, dubbed Stories of Hope, Mame Esinyamiche Thompson looks at the exciting journey of Elijah and Johannes. Welcome to Accra. Here, to survive, one needs to be resourceful, resilient, and master all ingenuities to create a space to call home. Meet 27-year-old Johannes. He aspires to make it big in Accra. He lives in this kiosk in the heart of Spintex, the retail hub. I, I never know, people used to sleep in wooden structure. I never see some before. Johannes's journey from KJB was tarred with hope and expectation. A good job to live his dream. I want to be a politician. I want to go and do political science. But as times go on, the dream changed. With more than 5.4 million residents, in Accra, trying to make ends meet, Johannes is carefully looking to carve a niche for himself. He's working on opening a bread shop in addition to his factory work. Where the system push you to, that's where you move. So you, when the system strike, you strike. His friend Elijah wants to further his education and eventually become a journalist. Okay, I still have the hope of becoming a journalist. So have you put in place plans to reach there? I would say yes. I've put down plans to get there. I believe in two or three years' time, I should be able to reach there. Now let's focus on politics after listening to some stories of hope. A front runner in the governing New Patriotic Party's presidential race, John Alan Kujutramanting, has called on delegates to listen to the cries of the people, insisting he represents the surest tool for an NPP victory in the 2024 general election. Well, as the party looks set to this weekend's Superdelegates Congress, Alan says his 10-point agenda will transform and modernize the party. Elton Brube has more. <laughs> John Alan Chematen 
is making a fourth attempt at leading the MPP in a contest that has pitched him against the Vice President Dr. Mahmoud Baumia and eight others. But the race is not new to him. The terrain is not new to him. And so are the kingmakers, the delegates. He is appealing to them to dig deep and consider the interests of the larger populace in arriving at a decision. As delegates, you are representing not only your own interests, but also the interests of the rank and file of our party. The 67-year-old Alan is an indigent of Patasi near Kumase in the Ashanti region, considered the political world bank of the MPP. The region also holds the highest number of delegates in the MPP. But recent improved showings by the opposition NDC, especially in the 2020 elections, seems to have drowned home the need for the MPP to select a candidate that will resonate well with the region. Member of Parliament for Botiano English among from constituencies, Sylvester Tete, says there's no better choice than Alan Chemate. That the popularity of Alan Chemate in the Santi region was tested when we did the drill, so walk. Everybody should put his popularity out there. But surely there must be more to the candidate than just a name and longevity. Alan Chematen has hopes in his 10-point agenda to transform and modernize the MPP by 2030 and lead the country to economic growth and prosperity. Corruption and petty theft or thievery, particularly from the public purse, deny our country the benefits of utilizing its tax revenue. And we focus a bit also on Boachie Jaco. He was on PM Express last night and he says despite the economic difficulties, he's very proud of the Okufuado's record in government. And also in a related development, the Elections Committee of NPP has indicated that no personal security will be allowed at the voting grounds during the Superdelegates Congress on Saturday. Your election headquarters is all over it for you. And just before we go, Ghana's biggest... Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.